0: Hi, and welcome back to To Be Human. My name is Lauren Hogg. I am the hostess of this podcast, and today I have a very special episode with a very special guest. Today I have on Nadia Gabrielle. We met through an online Facebook group and followed each other on social media and became quick friends because I think she's hilarious and so tuned into pop culture, which I'm so not, so I always think it's like, the coolest when people are and what she does is helps you reprogram your subconscious beliefs so she's really amazing at it um we did a a session after the podcast recording and we did another one a few weeks later because i was struggling with some body image things uh and the first time that we did it we talked about how um you know, maybe I have a little bit of an insecurity around being heard and feeling like maybe I'm not worthy of being heard. And it causes some issues with this podcast, which is a huge reason why I started this podcast to begin with is to work through this limiting belief I have that I have nothing important to say or nothing that will be impactful to people. And so after we recorded our episode, which was so fun and so interesting. I told her that I had been working through some of these limiting beliefs and we did a quick session and – I mean quick. I think it took 15 minutes. And the next day I had epiphany after epiphany about the way that I had been holding myself back and the way that I needed to reframe my belief from I'm not worthy of being heard and that I have nothing to to say to something – more more like I am worthy of being heard and I deserve to be seen and I deserve to be heard and kind of feeling that in my body and something that was really profound about this experience was you can you know that reframing technique it allows you to then go into the world and instead of what we do as we walk around the world confirming what we already believe is true so we confirm our conscious bias you know our, our unconscious or conscious biases or however it works we walk around confirming that so if i have a belief for instance that i'm not worthy of being heard then every time somebody interrupts me every time you know my podcast plays don't go up every time something confirms that narrative to be true i'm going to notice it and i'm not going to notice all of the opposite of that the times when people dm me and say that my podcast episode changed the way that they think about something or when people tell me that they really like the things that I ha- they share that I share on Instagram those things I'm going to say yeah yeah well you know it's just cuz they're my friend that they're saying that or something like that and instead I reframed it and I started looking for all the ways in which I could confirm the other thing which is that I am worthy of being heard and being seen and that was really powerful and we did another one around body image where it was a similar thing where I had to reframe what I believe is true about my body and about what's attractive and and then enter the world confirming that belief instead. So her work is really powerful. She's just a beautiful human being, a gentle energy to, to talk to and be around and... I just adore her so I can't wait to share this episode I'm so excited that we're finally getting it out I interviewed her months ago Um, and so we talk about of course you know our imprinted subconscious subconscious beliefs and how what we observe as little children create what we believe is our potential and our limitations Um, and that affects where we go and where we want to go even we talk about how she works with her clients to identify their triggers as a basis to discover what parts of them remain to be healed. So realizing that your triggers are a learning experience, that when you're triggered, that's an opportunity to say, okay, where am I not healed here? And how she works with her clients to help heal those parts of them. Um, we talk about her spiritual journey and how she got started on all of this with all of this stuff which started with of course a travel a travel adventure across the world and she, that's where she met her first spiritual teacher. So, I hope you love this episode. She is offering 10% off your first session when you book in July. So, please reach out to her and actually it's 20%. I just remembered. So, it's 20%. So, you get 20% off your first session with her if you book in July. You can find her at at underscore Nadia Gabrielle. That's at underscore N-A-D-I-A-G-A-B-R-E-L-E-L-L-E. <laughs> or go to her website at NadiaGabrielle.com. Slide into her DMs. Check out what she has to say. Her, her Her Instagram is also super relatable and impactful to me every day. She's one of my favorite accounts to follow. She uses all of the on topic gifs which i i'm so jealous of because i am such a loser at that stuff <laughs> um and yeah that's the scoop so without further ado let's get to the episode um please Rate and subscribe on iTunes please 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 share this with a friend it really really means the world to me if you're listening on Spotify you can share directly to your Instagram story and tag me so that not only can other people go straight to the episode from their phone um, but I know that you listened which makes me so happy and just you know I'm looking to confirm this belief that people are listening and and find this impactful so I would really love to hear from you and Nadia would also love to hear from you. So at mention her, she'll probably repost it because she's an angel walking on this earth and she's so on top of things. So um, rate and review. Follow on Spotify. Follow on Instagram. Sign up for my newsletter. Link in my Instagram bio if you like written form of communication better than the verbal sometimes. And I think that's all I got for you. Have a great day and I hope you love this up. Bye. So hi, Nadia. How are you?
1: Hi. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me. It's such a pleasure. So excited. So excited to have you. <laughs> and
0: well, I'm so excited to have you on the pod. I have, we have been social media friends for a while and yes. we'll get into that. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, as I was telling you earlier, and just to kind of recap for the listeners mm-hmm. season two, we're talking about healing um, how we heal ourselves and how we share that healing to the world, um, as I think you could probably agree, healed people heal people. So Mm -hmm. the more work that we do on ourselves, I think the more we can help others um, and be an inspiration and a a model for others to feel ready and excited to heal themselves as well. Mm -hmm. So um, I would love to just know from your perspective, how did we become friends?
1: We became friends. Lauren and I became friends because we bonded over how impossibly cute... (laughs) David and Patrick are as a couple on the show called Shits Creek very true I think that's how we became friends Like, are they the cutest they're the cutest
0: and we started sending (laughs) each other voice notes on Instagram which is so cute and funny because we live in different places um so you're currently living in Switzerland is that where you're born and raised
1: I was born and raised here I've lived in many different places but that's where I'm originally from yes
0: Okay, I saw, yeah, I saw that you've lived around and went adventuring mm-hmm. in your um like early youth or yes, you know after <laughs> high school and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, tell everybody a little bit about that. Tell everybody a little bit about um who you are now and who you were before you got kind of got into this work,
1: okay, trying to think where to start. there's a lot, sure. Um, well, when I turned eighteen, that's sort of when I think I've always been quite in tune with my intuition. So my life trajectory, things tended to work out when I followed my intuition, but it was really when I turned 18 that I was like, I think I'm going to go to Costa Rica. <laughs> and I'd been doing yoga a little bit before, but when I went to Costa Rica, I met my the first person I consider my teacher. And through practicing with her, I was like, okay, I think next I'm going to go to India. And I remember that phone call to my mom from Costa Rica going, so, you know, when I come home... What I'm gonna do next is gonna I'm gonna book a flight to India. And she's like, Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that when you get home. But I was like, No, 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 this is gonna happen. <laughs> and I did. I went home and I booked a flight to India. I was like nineteen. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And mind you, this was like eleven years ago. So this is like before I mean Facebook existed, but we didn't have access to the information that we have access to now, right? So yeah, while well, we did have the internet, I mean there was no way for me to figure out whether those places I was going to visit were legit. <laughs> I essentially just got on a flight, and was like, "Well, I really hope that this is going to somehow work out," and it did. Spoiler alert! But I mean, what I—I I think the only research I really did was watching the Darjeeling Limited, <laughs> which maybe <laughs> maybe wasn't the, the best way to start this trip. But um, what I did is I just looked up some random ashram, which is not what I would recommend for you to do at all um, in the in the Tamil mountains in the south of India, and. Again, there wasn't really much to be found. And this was like, you know, these spiritual sorts of pilgrimages. It wasn't really something that was done at the time. So I really just went there, took some random cab at the airport, let this person drive me like four hours <laughs> into the mountains. And I got there and, you know, coming from like a very Western sort of conditioning and, you know, just living a like a very proper life, going to school, doing everything that was expected of me. Arriving in India was like, whoa. <laughs> Um, and so I was engaging in this very rigorous rigorous schedule of um, early morning sadhana, and like a personal practice of meditation and prayer and ritual and, and yoga and karma yoga. Like It was a lot. It was the first time that I was presented with the possibility that maybe there was a little more than I'd been led to believe in, in my upbringing and my environment, right? Um, so it was a crazy, crazy sort of time. There were parts of it that I in hindsight, I think... Are probably a little problematic um you know coming when it comes to any sort of like guru worship stuff like that that i wasn't aware of when i was 18 19 um but it was yeah it was the start of, of all of it amazing um
0: and so when you went to costa rica and met who you consider your first mm-hmm. teacher um what did mm-hmm. that person shake up in you that made you so curious for and mm-hmm. hungry for like the next step
1: she is amazing her name is francesca she's italian and she just the way she carried herself I just you know those people that walk into the room and you're like yeah I'll have some mm-hmm. of that and you know what's so funny I think I, yeah I basically like wanted to emulate her in a way and it's so funny because I think a year later I went back to Costa Rica I went back to the little town that I'd lived in and I got off the bus and I'd done my yoga teacher training in the meantime so I was a, a certified teacher and I got off the bus And I was so in tune with my environment. I was so in the flow. You know, that state when like things just happen. Got off the bus. I didn't walk two meters. And I saw someone who I, you know, I knew from before. And they're like, oh, wait, you're a yoga teacher now. Do you want to teach at the school? Which is the job that my original teacher had had the year before. She wasn't there anymore. So I literally manifested the thing that I originally wanted, which was like,
0: yeah. Yeah. Wow. That just gave me like all the goosebumps. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh my gosh! First of all, dying for an Italian guru. I want. Oh my gosh, she's the best. She
1: she's wonderful.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a, I can just like picture her, and you haven't described her at all, but like somebody who's just, you know, I totally know those people that you're talking about that just like are owning their power. They walk into a room, and you're like, holy shit, that person is so in their like, in themselves, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's so powerful and palpable when you meet somebody like that.
1: Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. I'm so grateful that I met her, and yeah, yeah, both okay. friends did a thing oh wow is she still mm-hmm. Costa Rica or where does she live no she's in Italy she has her own yoga studio now I'll introduce you to online oh amazing because I'm yeah. i uh planning a trip to Europe in the fall so what?
0: yeah so I want to poke around some places where of I know course. people uh, including well, you Italy. Know me and I know you <laughs> <laughs> and I have some friends in London so yeah
1: amazing I'm, yeah I'm I'll tell I... you all about
0: that yes. um and if I, if I make it over into that area, I really didn't want to go when it was really cold, but it's just like when the opportunity is. So mm-hmm. I'm still deciding, but I'll let you, I'll let you know Fall for sure. Fall
1: is a wonderful season to visit. That's oh. really
0: nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Good, good. That makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, great. And so you went, you went and you taught yoga and mm-hmm. how how old are you at this point?
1: I am. Oh, at that point or now? <laughs> at that point and then now, yeah. At that point I was like. 20, I want to say, and now oh I'm 30, God. so this was a decade ago. Oh my Can God. you believe it? It's
0: impossible to believe that time goes by. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so fast forward to today. What are, what are you up to? What's, what's got you most excited right now? Um, tell us, tell us a little bit about what you're up to. Um,
1: you know, what's really the most exciting thing in my life right now is my work, <laughs> which, <laughs> but I'm really It makes me so happy. And that's the thing I just want to talk about all day, every day. And the thing that when I'm not working, I'm researching it. Um, So, yeah, what I do is I help people decondition from subconscious programming that we've all received during our formative years. And that is really what lights me up. And how did you find this work? Oh, wow. So I've, I mean, over these past 10 years, a little more than 10 years, um, yeah, since I was 18, I've really been diving into sort of the self, the self-development space, right, that we're both in and trying all sorts of things. I mean, I did the whole Eat, Pray, Love thing, right? I did all the courses and all the workshops and all the silent meditation retreats. And I walked on hot coals, like I did everything. And I trained in so many different modalities. And it was really... I believe that, you know, all of these things had their time and place. And there's Mm -hmm. that, you know, that peeling of that proverbial onion, where layer by layer, you go a little deeper and a little deeper. And who knows, maybe looking back in 10 years from now, I'll be like, oh my God, I had no idea back then. You know, I was only at the beginning. Didn't know what I know now. But from where I am right now, I think I really found something really profound and something that I, have witnessed people have really lasting success with, mm. um, yeah. Which that's the reason, you know, I'm I'm so happy to do what I do.
0: Yeah, and and for all the listeners mm-hmm. um, who don't know, what is it? What is the um, modality? Yeah, the modality mm-hmm. that you teach.
1: Um, so again, it's it's about helping people decondition from subconscious beliefs that we have.
0: I I think that we um I think that we pick up so much from when we're young and sometimes I'll like be doing meditations and doing this Mm -hmm. kind of work have you heard of Lacey Phillips Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so her work which does Mm -hmm. a lot of like the diving back into childhood and things like that and it's like Mm -hmm. oh yeah it suddenly becomes so clear that this thing this this identity that I've been carrying Mm -hmm. for the last 25 years of my life came from when I was six or whatever um yeah. yeah so when so you're this is kind of how you're working with your clients and when did you start getting into this type of work of um you know addressing your limiting beliefs and Mm -hmm. subconscious beliefs and things like that when did this kind of fly onto your radar
1: I think the wording or the vocabulary I got I want to say last year but I think I've been you know when we do this work I think we we address this constantly we just didn't know that we're talking about a subconscious mind you know what I mean totally um but yeah I mean once you realize and like once you really dive into it and start researching and reading books and it it becomes so clear like you said it's like oh of course of course this is what's been happening this makes total sense yeah Um, it makes intuitive sense it does
0: yeah I have Mm -hmm. that feeling a lot there's sometimes where I I don't know I tell me if you have this feeling where Mm -hmm. I can't really describe why I believe it except for that it just makes intuitive sense to me and Mm -hmm. you know I could there's science that says the opposite of everything that Mm -hmm. science says you know so it's like Mm -hmm. always it seems always impossible and overwhelming to really get down to like okay well this study for sure definitely Mm -hmm. without any bias says that this is true and real and it's like I don't need that because I can just sort of like feel in my gut whether Mm -hmm. whether something makes logical not even logical sense intuitive sense Mm -hmm. as far as like how it heals you or how you got the beliefs to begin with Um, is that
1: kind of how this felt for you absolutely and I love the topic that you're bringing up which is you tuning into what you intuitively know which I think is is huge and something that we're going to have to be really mindful going forward in in this sort of space that we're in Um, because it's so easy, right. And it's so tempting to, to give over that responsibility to someone that you think is more knowledgeable, you know, someone who's like studied this and and who has all these, you know, has the science back it up or whatever, which, um, you know, I'm very much into scientific evidence, but for you to say, no, this is what works for me. I think that's so valuable Um, because in the end, no one gets the whole say, you know, even if you really, really believe in someone and you really subscribe to their teachings and you're like, they really know. At the end of the day, it's your life and yeah. you decide.
0: Yeah, and you can't, you know, you you have to, if you're trying to, if you're the one trying to change, you have to believe it the most. Mm-hmm. You have to believe that it'll work the most. Yes. I think.
1: And uh, that's where human design really comes into it for me, which I know you've had oh, cool. two wonderful episodes, which I loved, <laughs> um, which really have, have given me this whole new access to to the topic of deconditioning because all of a sudden there's this new sort of understanding of wow I'm a projector by the way oh cool Oh, you're a manifesting generator right I'm a manifesting generator Yes. yeah (laughs) so for projectors I just recently learned that apparently adult projectors are the type that are the most have been the most subjected to conditioning because the way that Mm -hmm. you know society currently works is really really far removed from the way that we work and so for me I've known this all my life. I've known like I was always very different and I always was so particular. You know, my friends will make fun of this and so that's totally fine. Um, you know, I, I don't like crowds, I don't like noise, I, all of these things I'm super sensitive about and I have a sense of humor about it, but it's still it's a very like strong desire within me to to be in a calm space yeah. and stuff like that. And all of a sudden I get this huge piece of the puzzle where I'm like wow I knew this for such a long time but I never really gave myself permission to let myself really go there because there was always a part of me that was like no I'm gonna you know this is the way it's done I'm gonna just have to conform and if you know they're right and and I'm gonna have to change my ways because I'm the one that's doing everything differently yeah holy was that the same for you when you started learning about it um
0: yeah for me I, I, first of all, I just really love that. I think that mm-hmm. the thing that human design offered me was a license, sort of mm-hmm. the licensing that I needed to be like, okay, this is normal for me. Yes. And it doesn't mean it has to be normal for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. I think for me, the thing that really stuck out when I learned about human design was um, the fact that manifesting generators kind of are all over the place with their mm-hmm. with their um, interests and, mm-hmm. and life paths. Like I've been so hard on myself developing my Mm-hmm. career i'm 30 as well so we're the same age mm-hmm. when's your
1: birthday um 26th of october when's your okay
0: october? mine's the 23rd of december so you're a i'm a Cap- capricorn? capricorn yeah okay yeah um i really want to have an astrologist on because i don't identify with capricorns
1: but um really but I, I you know who knows because there's so much more to mm-hmm. your chart than that there is oh my god you yeah. need to have your chart read i yeah. have i have an amazing astrologer but she only speaks german Oh, do you by no. any are you by any chance fluent in German? I, you know, I'm not. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, dang. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just I felt like it really mm-hmm. gave licensing to um, be like, okay, it's okay to be all over the place. It's okay to change mm-hmm. my mind. You know, all that kind of stuff, which society also tells us not to do that. Like, mm-hmm. get a job and stick with your job until they give you a raise and a promotion. And mm-hmm. And instead, I'm like kind of all over the place. I work for a different company every year, it feels like. And, you know, all that. And mm-hmm. it's not because I can't keep a job. It's because I can't keep attention on a job. I'm like, OK, and now what's next? And now what's mm-hmm. next, you know.
1: <laughs> and that's where you thrive. And that's what and, you need to be doing. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Uh, so going back to the intuition, have you mm-hmm. it sounds like you've kind of always been intuitive. I would love to know kind of when you tapped into that, if you were intuitive as a child.
1: Hmm, let me think. I'm pretty sure I was. Um, I've always been. I was out of mind of my own. <laughs> let's put it like that. Um, I was a very strong-willed child. I'm an only child as well. Okay. Um, and I'm very lucky that I always I was always taken seriously. Um, and I'm not sure if, if I really got the chance to truly tap into my intuition at that age and to truly live that because still there was so much like conditioning happening, which I'm not faulting anyone for that. That's just the way it is. Totally. Um, I think it really like my sort of awakening I want to say was at the age of 18 when I first decided to put up uni and to go traveling and then I went to all of these different places um, and just realized that there's so much more out there and as you know I've seen that you've been traveling a lot as well wherever you go you meet all of these amazing people and wherever you go your mind is just constantly being expanded so you know coming from this tiny little Swiss town of like you know you, you go to school then you have a job then you get married and then you know if you're lucky, you're not miserable for the rest of your life. It's like <laughs> the ideal outcome, you know, going to places like Bali or you know, Thailand, learning new things like you're constantly being shown that, yeah, there's different ways of doing this, there's different yeah. ways of going about this. So that really confirms my intuition of, I think I need to first go and see what, what else is out there before I commit to something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, like Lacey Phillips talks about, and You know, we're all familiar with the idea, I think, of, I'm Mm -hmm. assuming, of this idea that we, that we kind of have to see for our own, for ourselves, what's possible. Yeah. Um, And so that kind of expanded, all of a sudden, blew open your world as to what you could even see as possible in your life.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the thing. I'm so (laughs) grateful for that, you know, not everyone has had that opportunity.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Not everybody has that opportunity or really has the desire to. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, so that's incredible. and then, so you start you start following your intuition, and what's your relationship with your intuition these days?
1: um okay so i um I'm a g center projector okay i am really diving into this at the moment because I think it's so fascinating, and most of the time it's really just confirming to me what I already knew or maybe what I didn't have you know the the proper vocabulary for um but so, what that means for me personally is that I really get my intuition from saying things out loud like that's how I tap into my intuition saying it out loud and not necessarily getting feedback from someone else it's not about that it's just about hearing myself say something which oh, is that's also really why good. I love the medium of podcasting yeah and you know it's so funny because that's what I've been doing for the past five years so the way my friends and I communicate and most of my friends are all over the world and it's really really important to me to keep these relationships really strong and to really nurture them and the way that we found really works for us is to keep each other or send each other voice notes so whenever you have some time like you go for a walk like you and I did right yeah you would send each other an update and that means that we don't necessarily have to figure out you know a time and a place for a call because that never works out right it's like oh we're not gonna have a call every every week or something yeah we still get to update each other on what's going on in our lives and then you can listen when you get a chance and you can reply when you get a chance and I just found that the act of saying things out loud, like so often I'll be talking to my friend via voice memo. And I realized that even just saying it out loud without having heard her or his reply, I'm like, oh, okay, now I know what to do. Yeah, I just got super clear on on what I thought was like an insurmountable problem. Like, yeah, cool. Oh, man, that's so, that's freaking mm-hmm. gold. <laughs> what about you? What's your, is that your authority or your... I don't know what it's called. I don't know. I don't Do you know? I can't remember. Uh, I want to know everyone's everything. <laughs> I'll send you my
0: chart after this. <laughs> yes, you, please do. You please like do. totally know more than me at this point.
1: Um, I don't know. It's just, you know, what I've also been thinking. Sorry. Too, go ahead. To you. When you were saying just before about how this has really given you licensing to go, you know what? Yeah, I do jump around from thing to thing. That's fine. I find that one step further than that, it's helped me understand other people so much better. So more than just understanding myself and going, okay, you know, I, I have permission to do this my way. Now when I know that someone's a, a generator, a manifesting generator, I don't get so upset. Yeah. <laughs> I don't take it so personally. Like my relationship with my mother, this is actually so funny. She just sent me a text yesterday. It has improved so much because she's a generator. And she was my main primary caregiver, more or less. And I'm a projector and she always had, right? She's like, go, go, go. Like, if you want something, you got to make this happen. You got to hustle. You got to, which is very much in line with society's ideas of, you know, what it means to be a human. Yeah. In this world. Yeah. And I always did things differently and she never understood. And I never understood like, why does this woman have to stress me out so much all the time? Yeah. Like,
0: leave,
1: me, leave me to my magical kingdom. I'll figure this out. And just by learning about this, and she's been learning about it, and I haven't been forcing her to or anything, but I've told her little bits and pieces. And yesterday, my generator mother sent me a text, this was making me so happy. And she was like, <laughs> Um, and then she, she just sent me some random names. She's like, Would you say these are good books about human design? I'm looking for something in German. I'm like, oh, Yay! And then oh it was like, God. Stay cool, stay cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep it together. Yeah, <laughs> don't pick her out. Exactly. like. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds great. And I'm just so happy because it's really helping us in now when we have a conversation and I'm just being my particular self of like, can we turn off the light? This is too bright. (laughs) She's like, oh, you're such a projector, but she understands. And when she, she's also an Aries, so she's, she's a little nuts. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's great. But when she's having one of her fiery moments where she's like completely, you know, going, I just know, okay, she's a generator. That's fine. No, yeah. that's just the way she does it. It's, it's nothing personal. It has nothing to do with like her doing anything wrong or like her having to adapt to my ways of thinking. Right. Um, it's, so I really think there's so much potential there and understanding each other and having a little bit of compassion.
0: Yeah. It, it allows you to learning any of these things um, mm-hmm. that allow you to kind of understand other people allows you mm-hmm. to take people where they are instead of trying to control who they are and, mm-hmm. and make them, you know, get annoyed by them for exactly. not being like you
1: or not doing the
0: thing that you would do in that situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, they're not you, exactly. <laughs> they're somebody else.
1: And they don't need to be doing it this way, even though I'm so convinced that my way is the way. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, so this is great, actually, because my parents are not into any of this. Um, yeah. And so I'm curious. So you sort of were just like dropping little secret golden nuggets <laughs> about things into conversation <laughs> until she got curious enough to check it out herself? Or what was your I strategy? Mean,
1: I will say she's very open to all of this. And, you know, I've, I was brought up, I want to say in, in the past, she was always open to this and more and more my other family members are sort of following suit. And um, so, you know, spirituality and all of this, this isn't new. Um, and and she's open. She didn't know about it. She she was really into astrology. So I think I just presented it to her as sort of like this new thing that's sort of a little like astrology that might be interesting to you. But then I always have to be very mindful of, okay, this is what I can say. And now I have to let this, let it sit with her and let her marinate a little bit because, you know, me forcing it upon anyone is not going to, especially as a projector, right? We have to sort of wait for other people to invite us into their space. So I'm I'm really mindful of that these days.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's that's a level of um self control and intentionality oh. that I don't quite have yet. When, especially <laughs> when it comes to like my parents who I subconsciously crave to please oh, so much um that I sometimes just like spout out all of the things Mm -hmm. you know like okay now validate me validate me like make (laughs) me feel like I'm doing a good Mm -hmm. job tell me I'm doing a good job or whatever and they just don't get it and that's fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I like Mm -hmm. logically know that's fine but um I sometimes find myself like I'll I'll just ramble about something Mm -hmm. um because I'm trying to get them to give me what I want out of that Mm -hmm. conversation you know you know what I mean (laughs) of
1: course of course and that's so human you know yeah. To be human. Yeah. It's it's <laughs>
0: one of the parts of being human, you know? <laughs> it is. Um, okay, cool. So as we move along, I would love to know a little bit about um, what healing means to you, you know, this theme of healing. Um, if you could describe how, how you, how, how healing plays a role in your life currently, mm-hmm. how, what would you say?
1: I would say that this is like really not juicy and like kind of unsexy, but it goes back to inner child work. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please. It goes back to all of that. Yeah. Um, I think that in order to move forward, which is what I think collectively all of us want, we have to heal the past. Mm-hmm. And that's something, you know, sometimes it's very tempting to sort of think, okay, I'm leaving all of this behind. And, you know, the sort of new agey narrative of let go of whatever doesn't serve you. But which I'm totally down with, like you don't need any of that, but there's also merit in taking a little bit of time to dive into, okay, what parts of me remain unhealed, even after all of this work that I've been doing, or, you know, for someone who's just starting out, doesn't matter, where do I still have wounds Yeah, that remain to be healed? Yeah, and and what would you say to somebody who
0: doesn't even really know where to start with that you know maybe somebody who's like well I
1: had a good childhood that kind of Mm -hmm. vibe (laughs) well okay the thing with the good childhood I'm trying to figure out how how deep we want to go here as deep as you want seriously yeah um so should I just explain to you what I would do with someone like okay so like that's perfect yeah because that sort of covers it all um so what we first have to establish is that for one person we always have two minds so each each one of us has a conscious and a subconscious mind and your conscious mind is the part of you that you know on January 1st you make your resolution you're like yeah this is it (laughs) new me this, and this, and this yeah exactly and it's gonna be great and somehow magically this year is gonna be different and then you know mid-month you're like holy shit what just happened right i <laughs> just binge ate 75 pieces. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, just, it's like three tups of pen and cherries what the hell yeah and you know what happened your subconscious mind happened so your subconscious took over um so whereas your conscious mind as we've established is the part of you that's like planning ahead, but you know, is in charge of the charge of your dream, your aspirations, things you want. The really tricky thing is that that part of you is only ever in charge 5% of the time. Mm. <laughs> so that's not a whole lot. <laughs> the other 95% of the time we're being driven by our subconscious mind. And this is where it gets so interesting and you're super welcome to interrupt me if I get too geeky about this, but this is what really lights me up. Um, our subconscious mind is 95% of our subconscious mind is almost fully developed by the time that we reach age seven. Um, So that goes into the whole having a great childhood and everything. So what that means is starting from conception to age seven is when almost all of our programming that we still run on to this day is being imprinted in our subconscious. And of course, the reason for that is that as newborns and as young children, like we're primed to survive, right? We're in this whole new environment. Uh, this environment being Earth, <laughs> doing this whole new thing um, that we refer to as life. And of course, evolutionary, it's in our best interest to learn as quickly as possible so that before long we can walk and we can eat and we can talk. Um, so we're in this high-speed learning state where the neural pathways of our brains are being wired. And now imagine how impressionable we are at that age. So for most of us, our parents or our primary caregivers are our main point of reference. So the beliefs that we have are the beliefs that they have rather about themselves, about life, which in turn are shaping their perception and reality are the beliefs that we are going to adopt because that's what's being modeled to us during those formative years, mm-hmm. which is fantastic news if you were raised by like Ram Dass <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> like, R <or> and <in> Katie. <laughs> The all I love. So when would think of us... I wasn't, actually. Actual, you weren't? I no. know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so most of us weren't, right? So the majority of us were brought up by just deeply flawed individuals who were just doing their best. And, of course, they received their own programming during their childhood. Yeah. Um. And so when, you know, for someone who says, I had a good childhood, like, I don't know if there's anything. It's not just parental it's not conditioning. It's also, you know, societal, environmental. You take on those beliefs from basically from what you observe happening around you. So in your family, with your peers, your teachers, society in general. So even if you had the most self-actualized parents who were super, super mindful of the way they parented you, maybe you still had some bully in third grade or you know, mm-hmm. or something. And then there's also this whole other school of thought that goes into um, the intergenerational inheritance of trauma um, by epigenetics so you know this is like a whole other can of worms which <laughs> can't really cover all of that but even if you have the best childhood and all of that there's still evidence coming to light that tells us that we're taking on trauma from our ancestors through ourselves and through our DNA <sighs> yeah exactly yeah. but you know there's good news to come <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. your, your reaction is just on time this is exactly the point in a session where people are like oh <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, Like I wish I'd have parents who had their shit together, so you know that I could be happy now. Yeah. And I understand that sentiment, especially like we were saying, as someone who's you know for someone who this is like their first time that they're coming to terms with this and are realizing that a lot of their current behavior and a lot of their current struggles originate much much earlier. Um, it's so important to me to emphasize that regardless of who parented you and how imperfectly they may have done that, and again, we can just benevolently assume that they did their best you have everything that you need to change course like Mm -hmm. if you are truly done with whatever crap you've been struggling with again and again for 10 years 20 years then you've got everything you need to change that you don't need perfect parents you don't need a perfect childhood to to have the life that you deserve right um yeah how empowering right that is so empowering like all you need is you're grown-ass fully present willing to get to work so that's all you need yeah (laughs)
0: Um, okay. And so when people come to you, do what, what is, what are people's, if you could sort of like data chart it, what do Mm -hmm. people struggle with the most? Or Mm -hmm. what do people come to you with the most? Um, as far as at least how it presents in their Mm -hmm. life
1: and how it's manifesting in their life. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what you would think. It's, um, it always stems from low self-worth, which, you know, you sometimes look at people and you're like, god I wish you knew how great you you know I wish you Mm realized um but then most of us if not all of us have that wound of of not being good enough not being worthy not being deserving and then that manifests in different ways so a lot of people come with with blocks around money or around you know prosperity there's a lot of romantic love or, or you know partnership or family relationships that you know, just keep playing out the same way over and over and you, you're stuck and you can't get out of that endless loop of drama and pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then there's, you know, one that comes up a lot is imposter syndrome, where mm. people are so gifted and so talented, and they have so much to give. And they're like, yeah, but I feel like a total fake. I feel like I don't deserve the opportunities that I'm given, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like one example that for a belief that that may have been imprinted in in your subconscious, depending on your unique circumstances and experiences. A really common one is there's never enough money, right? So like your parents would barely make ends meet. And if that was your reality, then that will be imprinted into your subconscious as the norm. Like, okay, this is what's possible for me, no more than that. So your subconscious, the beliefs that you have there, really are both the potential and the limitations of where you're going to go. Um, and if you think, if you believe, rather, that that is what's possible for you, then that's what what you're going to be creating in your life. And mm-hmm. there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for that. And here's me geeking out again, but this is really important. Sure. Um, because, you know, I always think of, like, who's who am I talking to? And I, I think, you know, talking to you, of course, you're, like, down with this. Um, but even <laughs> if I'm talking to, like, my great aunt who's, like, making stew, right, and, and we're talking over, like, the kitchen counter like there's an explanation for this and you don't have to be all woo woo or you don't have to believe that your thoughts create your reality which we're down with but yeah there is science to back this up and so what's happening is there's um there's a bundle of nerves at your brainstem that serves as a filter for unnecessary information basically um and that's called the reticular activating system because of course if you think of all the information that we're exposed to on a daily basis like there's no way that we can we can take all of that in so we need this filter right Mm -hmm. so what it does is it sifts through all of that information that we're exposed to and it presents to us only the fragments that are important to us Mm. and how does it determine what's important you guessed it it's entirely based on what you already subconsciously believe yeah
0: right it's just busy confirming your your current biases
1: Exactly, it's constantly okay. seeking information to to validate those beliefs, and then you know as to you're you safe, all the time. yeah, exactly, yeah. and to to reduce stress because you yeah. don't want two beliefs that are that are not in sync or that are not congruent, right? So yeah. and as you're being given confirmation constantly, these neural pathways of your existing beliefs will be reinforced again and again and again as you're only presented with evidence to confirm what's already there. So if you believe you you don't you know you suck at managing money, you most likely will. Yeah. Because your brain is working overtime to give you confirmation for what we already believe. Shit. I know. <laughs> no, but no, no, no. <laughs> Here, here's the good news. Once you change your beliefs, your whole perception of reality will start to change because your reticular activating system will be doing that same work that it's been doing all your life. It'll just keep going. Yeah. However, it's now focusing on finding evidence for empowering beliefs. So, you know, if there's anything that you're trying to manifest or create in your life, your reticular activating system is really either your, risk, your worst enemy or your biggest superpower, right? It it all depends on the beliefs that you've got. And I think just this piece of information alone, if you let that sink in, like the potential, I mean, I've witnessed entire life reinventions just by finding those beliefs and transforming them. Like that's how powerful your mind is. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's incredible. And I can imagine, like, I can just, I'm picturing
0: myself walking around the world. Mm-hmm. I have money blocks, for sure. Yeah, um, grew so up many in, sure. Yeah, totally. Like, grew up with middle class, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Um, You know, yeah. the old tale. Um, mm-hmm. And anyways, I was just thinking, with any of the blocks that you may have as far as that goes, walking around the world, first, your mind is going to confirm what you believe. Mm-hmm. Next, mm-hmm. if you're conscious and if you're paying attention, you can say, okay, now, do I really know that this is true? Mm-hmm. Who can I look to in my in my life and my circle mm-hmm. on tv and social media that shows me that this isn't actually mm-hmm. the case mm-hmm. and start just like having a conscious reframe of that i feel like would be really powerful
1: absolutely 100 percent I, I agree cool and it's, it's really something i always recommend to people as well just are there people that do not confirm that convenient little belief that you have
0: yeah <laughs> mm-hmm that's so good. Okay, so is this kind of the work that you do with your clients? If somebody yes. were to come to you, um, tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about how you
1: work with them. Yes. So yeah, exactly. That's that's how we go about it. So that's the basis of, of what I do. Um. So we figure out your limiting beliefs and the process to do so is always a little different. So like with you, you know, you're super aware, like you've been doing this work for a long time. So I have a lot of clients like that who they come in with a list. They're like, okay, I have this, this and this and this, and <laughs> this is what we need to transfer. But then I also have people who, are just now wrapping their heads around the fact that you know, they've been operating from a belief system that's not self-chosen and, and also not something that they have to accept as their reality for all eternity, right? So when a new client, especially a client like that, schedules a session, there's usually a bit of a, a waiting list or a waiting period. And I like to give them the assignment that from that point on, until we have our appointment, to just be mindful of the triggers that come up in everyday life. Oh. Like just, right, have a little... I have that too. I do that myself. I have a little list on my notes app on my phone. And 10 out of 10 times, everyday life will come through. Like We'll be producing these triggers. Even though to you, they might seem minor. Just write them down. And this is really where we start the work. So using a trigger as the basis, you then investigate and get to the bottom of the subconscious programming that's really rising to the surface in your present day behavior. And I just thought of a really good example from my own life. Perfect. (laughs) um for a trigger that that helped me figure out where I needed to look so I did this um amazing 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 process two years ago yeah two years ago which is life-changing it's like this crazy week of I can't even tell you it's a secret but oh it's like, <laughs> like you're being so cryptic <laughs> no I'm, sorry. I'm trying to figure out what I can say I think I might have actually signed something that's like okay. that I can't say anything <laughs> um all legal all legal but just like if you're looking for some instant integration of your whole being your you know your shadow person included that is what I recommend mm. um so anyways we 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 all had buddies and throughout the week we were meant to sporadically meet up with them and, and have some conversations and I remember my buddy and I we were supposed to go for a walk together and he was late and everyone else had already teamed up and left Except my buddy wasn't there, and I couldn't find him. And I was losing my shit. <laughs> like, Lauren, by the time he came downstairs, which, no big deal, it was like four minutes later, <laughs> he was like, oh, I had to, like, fill up my water bottle. By the time he came downstairs, I was bawling my eyes out. And let me just say, like, that's not a normal reaction. for like. Let us let me just make that clear. Yeah. It is not. And, I mean, of course, you know, everything was heightened by the environment and the mm-hmm. deep work we were doing, but... I remember he came downstairs, he's like, Nadia, are you okay? And I was like, no, I thought you weren't gonna come. And he hugged me and I was like, oh, sweetheart, I'm so sorry. And I realized like 100% in that moment, I was being triggered by my own abandonment issues with my dad, who was like, never to be counted on, super unreliable, super responsible, like never there, even when he promised he'd be there. And then Tim, my buddy, being a measly four minutes late I was losing it. It was like, yeah. I'm being left, I'm being rejected, I'm being abandoned. It brought all of that up. All of that in one tiny little moment on some random Tuesday, right? Oh, my gosh. Yes. And, yeah, so the reason I'm telling you this, yeah. other than <laughs> attempting to make myself sound really fun to be around, <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare be five minutes late. Um <laughs> it's really just to to give you an example of a situation like that when you overreact in your everyday life and your reaction is not at all proportion in proportion to what is actually objectively happening in the moment so these are really really good indicators for what you need to look at there's really most of the time there's something deeper there that has nothing to do with that person in that moment and has everything to do with your own childhood wounds your traumas your beliefs And and that's something that everyone can do. Like, just be aware of these things, write them down, yeah. you know, figure them out later.
0: Yeah, that's a really, really good tip. I have never mm-hmm. thought of writing down my triggers as they come because mm-hmm. they usually come and go, you know, and then yeah. I'm, I'm like moving on to the next fucking thing. Absolutely. Um, <laughs>
1: like, let me let me figure this out so that I can get back to my spiritual path, not realizing that this is your spiritual path. <laughs> this is,
0: exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, whatever, I'll forgive them, like spiritual yeah. bypassing that.
1: that shit. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, I was just this this out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 this is um
0: this is total gold for also like dating. I'm just starting to get back into um online wow. dating, if you can call it that. <laughs> um and just kind of noticing when I'm triggered by relationships because uh, spoiler alert, I'm still single, so obviously there's some work that I need to be doing there. Um mm-hmm. and so constantly thinking about that and how I can just continue expanding into my biggest version of myself, but also noticing, you know. And, and being aware of who do I want to be with how do I want to feel and who triggers me and why um and then kind of beyond that like who am I secretly attracted to that is probably <laughs> some sort of weird shit some weird daddy issues or
1: something you know 100 percent that <laughs> so that's really so interesting I think you should do like an episode just on on your dating like look look at it through that lens of okay what is what is really going on here
0: yeah I, I think I might <laughs> actually that's a really good idea <laughs> maybe I should uh interview my dates I would oh my god that'd be so cool that'd be really fun I want <laughs> to go do that um okay cool. Cool. That yeah like, I did not sign up for a second job <laughs> um, okay cool so that's all amazing mm-hmm. um so at the end We'll get into how people can find you and everything, but I would love to run through just a couple of questions that I'll be asking mm-hmm. everybody on season two. Um, probably. I don't know, unless I stop feeling like it. But as of yeah. right now, so are you okay?
1: You you. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally open. okay. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> do so
0: you have a morning routine?
1: And if you do, give us the scoop. Yes. Um, I love that question. So my practices at this point are so simple. <laughs> I don't know if they're even like worth mentioning um what I do every morning is I go for a walk and that makes me so happy that's my favorite way to start the day listen to a podcast or an audiobook and another thing I do well I have an, an asana practice um which also has changed completely I, I was trained in quite a vigorous vinyasa style right that I've also been teaching but really my my personal practice is like hmm what do I want to do today do I want to be like pretty much close to the ground <laughs> and like just Lay down on the mat for 20 minutes but i do enjoy it um i just try to not be rigid with it at all and then another thing i do which is i don't know if you're familiar with it it's a little out there um is osho's dynamic meditation have you heard uh, of that i have not heard of it oh my god i feel like you would really enjoy it it's it's wild um I'm writing it down yes and he also has one that's a kundalini meditation and for me these are amongst the most powerful physical meditation practices um that i've ever done so I don't do them like this. Is not something you would do every day, or maybe some people do, but I don't. Yeah. I'm really also at a point where I'm like ruthlessly editing my personal list of things that I think I need to do. You know what I mean? Totally like, versus right. what everybody says you should do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I really just do what I want because I think what's so important to remember, and especially you know, in like social media, and you get all of you're bombarded with all this information constantly. Like you have to drink so much celery juice every day just to be happy and you have to do all of this and all of this and do all the kriyas and do all those things otherwise you're just going to be miserable like i think that all of these practices at their very core are designed to lead us towards liberation and that's so important to remember and i think as soon as any of it any of the breath work or any of the meditation which there's so much benefit there and so much merit but as soon as it starts feeling like a chore or it starts feeling Constricting or not fun, then that's no longer a liberating practice for me. So I'm sticking with my walks. Really. Yeah. I love that. I had the same,
0: I had a similar realization mm-hmm. that I was doing a morning practice that didn't light me up because I thought I had to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. You're like, I have to get up at 5 a.m. every day. And like, <laughs> yeah. And then I have to
0: mm-hmm. breathe, breathe for 15 minutes. And then I have yep. to do a yoga practice. And then I have to, and then it's like two hours have flown by and it like and felt like work journal,
1: already. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then you have to make a smoothie, but you have to harvest all of your own vegetables and fruit. Yeah. And, <laughs> and God
0: forbid, you know, yeah, God forbid your spinach came from like yeah. the bodega instead of, yeah. <laughs> instead of
1: Narnia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so real. Uh, OK,
0: I love that so much. Um, mm-hmm. Next up is yeah. what is one piece of advice that you would give yourself one year ago from today? So like one year ago. Mm-hmm.
1: OK, let me think. I think I just tell myself, because obviously I know, like, spoiler alert, it's, it's all going to be great. Um, I think I just tell myself, like, keep going. Don't second guess yourself too much. Don't stress too much. Don't worry about it too much. It's going to be okay. There's, you're going to figure out a way to exist in this world while still honoring yourself and you don't have to compromise on that. Uh, mm-hmm. That was so
0: good. I mm-hmm. I think that's a theme I keep hearing of people that have advice for their younger selves. Um mm-hmm relax it's all gonna be okay I know right
1: I mean we've made it this far yeah
0: we're taking it so seriously this thing like
1: you know what Lauren you had an Instagram story I want to say about three weeks ago that I have not been able to forget about that really resonated with me so much you were talking about you were like walking through the streets of New York like, just being yeah. your badass self and you're like guys what if this I mean not even what if this, this is all just a hologram right this is all just a simulation Like can we lighten up can yeah. we not be so serious all the freaking time and that is something you've just beautifully articulated what I was I've been thinking for such a long time which is especially in this space right of like self-improvement self-development can get really freaking serious mm-hmm. and as you said like we're taking ourselves so seriously and we're taking this work so seriously but in the end we can only like what are we doing here <laughs> we yeah. can only ever if we're working towards something I really think there's a a good way to go about it is to make sure that the path towards that destination feels the way that we want the destination to feel. Right. Oh, yes. Right. So I loved when you were saying like, let's just play with this a little bit. Like, let's just, you know, look at it from a more playful point of view. What happens yeah. if I do this? What happens if I do this? Like you can't really mess this up. Yeah.
0: Have yeah. you been
1: having more, more insights like that? Man, <laughs> like, I love it when I have the journal like, out <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um, I love it when I have those insights. <laughs> they come and go, you know, I think they like they need to be integrated deep, more mm-hmm. deeply. Um, they'll, they'll strike me in those moments and I'll be like, God, this is profound. I have to like share it. <laughs> um, but when I was in Costa Rica in my last ayahuasca ceremony, I had so many amazingly profound um, moments. And one of them was I was sitting there and I'm just like admiring and bowing down to, like, the universe and, and mm-hmm. the people in the room and impossible to explain just, like, how overwhelmed by, like, mm-hmm. the world I was in that moment. And mm-hmm. and I was sitting there, and the whole room's quiet, right? Like, everybody's going through their own journey, and I'm sitting there on my bed, and I slam my hands down on the <laughs> bed, and I go, and I think in my head, like, in this loud voice, I think, life is supposed to be fun! <laughs> Guys! Yeah. Like, why? Oh, Everything. I and I just, like, sat there, and I think in my head, <laughs> and I was like, life is supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm it is yeah Mm -hmm. okay so what is one book resource podcast um Mm. that you would recommend to somebody who vibed with this episode and
1: vibes with you okay so many um books are like the only thing that I like to own (laughs) if you saw my like I don't like having a lot of stuff but like my bookshelf is just bursting at the seams um what I would really recommend is to look into Bruce Lipton who wrote The Biology of Belief? And he also wrote a book called The Honeymoon Effect. And he really dives into how our beliefs shape our reality. And he's, you know, he's a cellular biologist, so he really gives you the science. But he also does so in a very approachable way. So you know, you don't have to be like scientists to understand what he's talking about. And he has, like, so many of my clients actually come to me because they've read a book of his and they're like, okay, I have to, I have to try this thing out. Like, this makes sense to me. And he's also featured in the documentary called Heal on Netflix oh. so if if you're not the, you know the type who likes to read a book then that's definitely something to look at
0: oh okay that's a great tip have you um, watched that one I haven't but I mm. read or I'm reading um Joe Dispenza's book yes mm-hmm. and I knew Is he that, was on it
1: which one are you reading how to break the habit of being resolved the other one um the the one he becoming just, supernatural yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: have you how read you the other it?
1: not yet I am re- like reading like five books at a time at the moment yeah I can't there's yeah
0: Okay, one last question for you. What is one ritual in your life, it doesn't have to be daily, but just one ritual in your life that you cannot live without? Um, dancing. Love. Do you turn on music? Tell us about your dancing situation.
1: Um, so there's a thing. <laughs> there's um, a thing called a burn that I like to go to, which is an event where, it's going to sound really wild, but... <laughs> Basically, you have a designated room for a designated time, and you have a bunch of people that don't really have anything to do with each other. Like, they just come there for this particular purpose, and you have a DJ, and then anything goes <laughs> within really? reason and within you know the confines of our legal system. But yeah, and this has to exist in New York. It, oh, 100%. I mean, if it exists in Switzerland. You know. <laughs> I remember when I went to New York first time I went was I think 2009 and I was like kale chia seeds almond butter like we had <gasps> none of these things can you imagine none of it I was like whoa there's a vegan restaurant here now of course you know we're catching up but this is a decade later that we're catching yeah. up so yeah 100% okay. like every night <laughs> yeah we've got really every- them all over <laughs> yes yeah. that's, that's awesome when did you get into that Um, so that was also part of the process that I did that I told you about that that week that crazy week yeah um you signed an NDA yeah exactly (laughs) we shall never speak of this yeah Uh, but I really I really recommend it so um it's called path of love I don't know if you've heard of it oh okay the week is yeah so you're not allowed to talk about it during the week but Mm -hmm. you're allowed to share what it was mm -hmm. because if if you do it you know part of part of the power um comes from you not knowing what you're doing, which a wonderful thing to do for someone who's like really controlling, <laughs> like really, mm-hmm. really wants to know what they're signing up for and you know, just showing up somewhere and basically giving over control and, and going, okay, I'm I'm gonna go with this. Wow. Um just that in itself is so powerful. And yeah. so the burns that was part of part of that process where you just leave it all in that room and then you have someone really skilled who's sort of guiding that, you know, like the music, like nothing's left up to chance. Um, there's always a theme you might have a really calm one you might have like an an anger burn where you're really I mean I thought I was like you know pretty pleasant pretty quiet like (laughs) and after that week I was I did not have a voice because I was screaming the whole week Um, so it really it allows everything to just come out like imagine 28 years of like holding it in and then you have the space and you just get to
0: okay I'm gonna do it just do it (laughs) yeah that was um like also that with (laughs) ayahuasca it's a similar um feeling of what we're releasing is pent up energy trauma pain um you know like living living um subdued from society and our conditioning and all that kind of stuff that physically comes out of your body when you purge during when you take ayahuasca it's like sort of a first a forced way to purge it and um yeah so I totally believe in the power and the magic of purging that and and dancing I think is a way of
1: purging as well and embodiment like just letting we have our bodies for a reason like we're not just you know little minds and using our bodies to also override all of the shit that we constantly tell ourselves like our mind our conscious mind is the part of us that's capable of lying capable of you know bypassing um but the body doesn't lie so there's also a part in in one of the bruce lipton books where he's like you can tell yourself so much but your body language will never lie never Mm -hmm. so i think we have this amazing tool our bodies why not use it why not use it to work towards liberation to work towards whatever you want
0: yeah Mm -hmm. wow amazing um I love that. I love that so much. Um, So, okay. I forgot. I have one last question for you. Yeah. I just made it up actually. So I didn't forget. I just decided. (laughs) What is your favorite part
1: about being human? Let me think. Um, I think my favorite part of being human. I don't know if this is super lame, but (laughs) it's connecting with others. Like I kept, such a kick out of finding other people and learning about them which is totally my thing as a projector right like you know we're so interested in, in the other or more interested in the other than we are in ourselves and that's one thing that I really enjoy about social media which I have very I'm very ambivalent about the whole social media thing but you get to connect with people like you and I are right or like you know just some random person that I would never otherwise meet. And I get to just learn about like, like the most basic things. Like what do you do in the mornings? What do your friends call you? Um, you know, what do you do when you meet up with your best friend? Stuff like that I think is so fascinating. And I love just hearing about people's lives and connecting with someone who's in a, such a different situation or who's having different life experiences I think is such a blessing and I think it's a very particular blessing that we that our generation are you know in our time we get to experience so I I just think that's amazing and you never know what's gonna happen you never know who you're gonna meet and I think that's so fun
0: what a pleasure <laughs> it must be to be seen by you because it sounds oh, like you really I- make an effort out of seeing people for who they really are it making
1: me happy really. what about That's you what's your beautiful favorite? I don't want to put you on the spot
0: but I want to know yeah. my favorite thing about being human mm-hmm. um right now right now my favorite thing about being human is um I think that it's ever-changing mm-hmm. that every day is a different is a new day for you to create and do what you want to do and I just feel like I'm evolving so much right now and that there's like a major shift happening. And, um, you know, there's, I think there's so much fun and playfulness and magic that can happen there if you let it. And I'm really enjoying like this stage of my life. I think.
1: I love that. And I think that's really, that's really something that's also quite unique to you or, you know, something that you are bringing to this table and something that's quite needed. Um, yeah you'll have to send me your chart and we like, can't wait oh, to get yeah. my hands on it okay I to you my, my limited knowledge design. that i have because i'm like yeah. <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about but <laughs> but a little bit <laughs> a little bit yeah we, should send it to, we have to um, ask sarah she know. know
0: yeah she'll be able to actually tell us
1: <laughs> <laughs> instead of us speculating
0: <laughs> well thank you and okay so where can people find you first of all your instagram handle um you guys, her Instagram bio says a Kuramo with, with a Jonathan Van Ness rising, which is
1: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know what? I thought so hard before I did that because I was like, will people take me seriously? Like that's something that I'm grappling with or, yeah. you know, sort of dealing with being <clears throat> in, in a guiding position or in a position of an advisor for other people. And we have these clear ideas of what the sort of teacher or guide is supposed to be like and they're supposed to be the super serious person and at some point I just which is also when I started my social media which is still still in its early stages um I just said you know what no I'm gonna go all out <laughs> I'm just gonna be myself yeah. and that is and it has been what's what's allowed me to really attract the right people for me so yeah Karamo Absolutely. with a like, for sure <laughs> so my Instagram handle is underscore Nadia Gabrielle which is and they, you know what? You're smart. <laughs> you'll figure it out. I'll put it in the show that. notes. I'm like, yeah, you'll, you guys will figure it out. And um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. And you have a website. Yes, which is also um, NadiaGabrielle.com. And I love connecting with people. If, if you come over, say hi, send me a message. If you don't know what to say, send me a picture of your pets. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like I, I like knowing who people are. You know, one of the weirdest things for me is like having people sort of or watch your stories and stuff like that and you're like who are you yeah exactly are you not saying hi to me yeah yeah who are you and where'd you find out about me and yeah, yeah. what are you doing every day what are you watching on netflix what's yeah. happening in your life yeah totally <laughs> Let know. no that really i mean that's what makes social media fun which i'm still in the stage of like oh do i really want this because <laughs> i'm also an insanely private person yeah. which probably wouldn't have gathered from this conversation because i'm just like <laughs> but um yeah no i mean if if anyone is, is wanting to connect just drop me a line tell me you listen to the podcast and and say hi and tell me a little bit about yourself
0: yeah I love it <laughs> and um yeah and head over she's I I. by the way I think you're doing an amazing job on your social media I'm not uh, like <laughs> I'm not an expert or anything but I just really the personality shows and you're totally right you're going to attract the exact type of people that want to work with you it's okay. as simple as that that's, that's yeah. really reassuring to hear
1: I'm actually yeah, I'm at a point now where I'm like yeah this, this is how I'm doing it like I'm not gonna just try and conform to you know what I think I should be doing this is who I am. I'm too. Yeah. I don't have like another 10 years to try and be someone else. <laughs> like, Right. Yep. Absolutely. And- to- Sorry. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Ahead. No, no, you.
0: Oh, I was just going to say that I'm jealous of your pop culture, like hipness, because I'm not. I mean, I know who Kramo and Jonathan Van Ness are, obviously, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Um, okay. But I was- I'm just like so jealous. To the yeah. yeah. I mean, you asked me what I was manifesting. I am manifesting session with Karamo and or Jonathan Van Ness because I love them. If they ever want to work on their subconscious programming, which I suppose they don't have to because they're like living their truth, which I am here for. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm manifesting now. I just changed that's my amazing. mind. All right. right. Forget we it. Put about it out. Write it. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I'm going with Karamo. The incredible Karamo and Jonathan Van Ness, if you're listening, <laughs> and I'm sure <laughs> you, you are. are. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe you could be on his podcast and that would be a first step.
1: That would be wonderful. I would listen. Okay. I would tune in. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll
0: manifest something. Um, okay, great. Anything else? If somebody wants to work with you, they should just slide into your DMs if they have any questions about...
1: Slide into my DMs. Ask okay. all the questions. I also... You asked me if I have, like, any special um deal for your listeners, which I'm so, so, so happy to do. Yeah. Um, so, when, so when do you say this was going to come out? This will know. come out um, at the end of June. End of June. Okay. So let's say month of July, I guess. Perfect. Um, I'll, I'll be super happy to give you 10% off of your first session if you want to have one. Um, and even if you don't, like if you just have questions, ask me anything. I'm as you know, <laughs> happy to talk about this stuff all day, every day. And um, yeah, or if you have your own thoughts about any of this, let me know. I'm always happy to learn.
0: Yay. Okay. Thank you so much for offering that. So again, that's 10% off of your sessions for the month of July. Put it in the show notes. I'll put it on social media, all that jazz.
1: Oh, okay. Um, okay. Nadia, it's been a pleasure. Um, thank you so much for being on the pod. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for inviting me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. (laughs) And I'm going to stop recording, um, but we can stay on for a sec. Yeah. (laughs) Cool.